The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. This week, we're talking to Peter Tong, who will discuss the latest developments in what he considers to be the unfolding divine plan for planet Earth. You know, the ancients knew precisely what they were doing in marrying heaven with Earth through the structures that they built and worked with in ceremony to realize that connection. It might be time for us to make that solid connection again. On his recent pilgrimage to New Mexico, he connected with the landscape zodiac centered on Valles Caldera and the eight-pointed star that has been ceremonially anchored in around it. Peter will explain how we can best move forward on our own sacred pilgrimage and put the local landscape zodiacs into a global context so we can see how this plan is playing out as well as our personal role in it. With Earth's wisdom, Peter can help us look deeper into these connections we already have. Having spent 30 years in two top-ranking independent schools in Canada and the UK, Peter uses his wealth of experience to gain a profound understanding of the complexities of human condition. For the next eight years, excuse me, for the last eight years, Peter has been engaged in counseling individuals and groups in resolving their difficulties in life as well as assisting them in awakening to their own spiritual path. His heart-centered understanding of science and spirituality bring a vital and powerful pathway to successful living in this chaotic and confusing time. Peter hosts his own weekly radio show just before this one. If you've been listening to him earlier, you can listen to him for another hour now, Awakening to Conscious (laughs) Co-Creation on the Seventh Wave Network of Voice America. He interviews experts in their respective fields with the central theme of understanding higher consciousness. He's a master teacher who uses his wisdom and understanding of alchemy and meditation to help people heal and become aware of higher levels of consciousness to assist them on their life path. You can learn more about Peter at www.petertong.com. Welcome, Peter, to the Authentic Living Show. Glad to be able to talk to you again today. Well, thanks, Andrew. That's got an introduduction there. Thank you. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, we wanted everyone to know about you again. <laughs> okay, so it's been a while since you've been on the Authentic Living Show, and I think last time we, we talked, we, start, we talked a little bit about landscape, uh, the landscape zodiac journey and a little bit about ley lines, so... Um, maybe if you could just sort of give us a summary of what that is and how the work has evolved. And please know you're talking to me who doesn't know much about it, and I'm sure some of my listening audience doesn't know much about it as well. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And interestingly enough, Andrea, I've just uh, had Lydia Smith on, on my show just, just finishing now, and she has just put out a full-length feature film documentary called Walking the Camino, which is a really, really good example, not of a landscape zodiac as such, but of the way in which human beings 
connect the stars of the heavens with the landscape because the Camino, which is this journey, uh, east-west journey walking across, for some people, the whole of Spain, beginning in France, a 500-mile walk, um, which takes usually six, six weeks or so, that actually that is considered to be a reflection of the Milky Way galaxy in the, in the night sky. So you're literally walking the Earth in alignment with the Milky Way galaxy, which in many ways is, is what the landscape zodiac is also doing. And it's about doing the inner, inner journey as you walk and the outer manifestation of what is happening inside you as you walk. And when you get to the end of the trail in, uh, on the El Camino, you end up in St. James de Compostela, which is the, the, the belief being that the bones of St. James reside in that cathedral. And that is the end of the journey in terms of the Camino. But actually, there's another 50 miles to go to the coast to a place called Finisterre, which, as far as the Milky Way is concerned, is considered to be the end of the known world. In other words, when you arrive at Finisterre Walk in the landscape, you've actually reached the end of the, the edge of the Milky Way. And what comes next, and what comes next is what you have prepared yourself for in doing that journey. So in some ways, it's a nice little segue from my show into your show to talk about the, the landscape zodiac from a slightly different perspective, but it's all interconnected in this way. So the landscape zodiac then is is a disc that sits on the on the earth which has been created by something we don't know what but within that structure this disc there are 12 representations 12 effigies of the 12 sun signs of the zodiac and the woman that uh, rediscovered these landscape zodiacs in the 1900s a woman called Catherine Maltwood in England. Madame Blavatsky mentioned landscape zodiacs back in the uh, theosophical esoteric teachings of the 1800s. And Catherine Maltwood was connected to the theosophy movement for sure. Um, but she was given a, a, a document to translate called The High History of the Holy Grail. And she lived in the southwest of England, not far from Glastonbury. And basically this led her on a journey of uh, discovering through visioning and, and, and awareness uh, of this disc that uh, existed around Glastonbury Tor. Glastonbury Tor being in the north end and actually is Aquarius in the landscape. And this disc that, that sits on the landscape with these 12 representations. But not only that, but, but also how you can work with the landscape zodiac itself to go on your own pilgrimage, your own grail quest to do your inner work and your outer work as you as you walk the the landscape, and so um, Catherine Mortwood actually left England in 1938, just before the Second World War, and moved directly to Victoria, British Columbia, where where I live now. And she had lots of money. Her husband John Mortwood was involved in the family that um, discovered the Oxo Cube which between the wars became one of the most important ingredients as a, to make gravies or just as a, a hot drink. And so they became very wealthy and they, could, they did travel the whole world and could have gone anywhere in the world to live and they chose Victoria, British Columbia. And we had a series of synchronistic events that took place in late 2010 which led us to the realization and the knowledge that there was a landscape zodiac here in Victoria which uh, provided the opportunity for us to start working with the landscape, connecting the energies of the land to 
the constellations of the 12 sun signs. I was wondering if the zodiac was found after she moved there. That's one of the, my first question to you was that. We don't know. Uh, there's no direct evidence that she worked with the landscape zodiac here. The indirect wow. evidence is that she was a wonderful sculptress and she ended up with Parkinson's disease. And in the later uh, part of her life, she died in the 1960s. In the later part of her life, she started doing these uh, sketches, which were called the treetop sketches in crayon. And in these sketches, uh, known um, uh, landscapes of Victoria morphed into animals. And so mm. there was definitely a sense that she was involved in connecting the landscape to uh, the, the form of animal structures. But there's, there was no actual direct evidence that she uh, was working with the landscape zodiac here. Okay, so the significance of the disc um, is that uh, people can go there and sort of be centered in some kind of understanding of their own journey. Is that, do I have that right? Exactly. So if you think about the 12 sun signs, whatever sun sign you happen to be, you have a connection to all 12 because the, 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 when the moment that you were born, every single one of those constellations was in a particular position. So there's a, there is an influence upon you from those 12 sun sign constellations as well as other uh, aspects. There's the planetary involvements as well. Um, and, and so th there's a whole um, energy that is – uh, pouring down from the heavens into Mother Earth through you that connects you with heaven and earth. And, and so what this provides you with is an opportunity to look closely into your own personal connections energetically to the heavens and to the earth. So, for example, what we would do is we, we would lead workshops every month in the particular sign of that month and go to locations in the landscape which were connected to that sign so in may for example we would go to uh, the eye of the bull in taurus in the landscape which is a, a pond in, called bow pond and we would do ceremony at that pond connecting to the energies of taurus and taurus in may taurus is ruled by venus and is connected to the sensuous nature of life as in the northern hemisphere spring has begun and, and, and the early uh, flowers are emerging and the animals are beginning to wake up from winter and there's this beautiful sensuous nature connection to Mother Earth and so we go into the landscape and we pay attention to that and we connect to that. So, okay, when you started off talking about the walk to Camino um, and I, I totally can see that as – I have this image of the Milky Way sort of falling down on planet Earth and being um, uh, uh, creating that pathway, which is the Camino uh, walk, and 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 ending up at the ocean, where I imagine a surrender. And so you're you're walking a 500 mile walk so that you can find yourself. When you go to this eye of the bull, what you're doing is going to a place on the planet that matches the place in the sky that is the that is the center of Taurus. Is that correct? Correct. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want to be sure we understood that. Yeah. And at the end at the end of Taurus, uh, the last degrees of Taurus, twenty nine degrees Taurus, in fact, is where the Pleiades are sighted. 
and the Pleiades has tremendous significance to many of the indigenous cultures of the world. In fact, many of the indigenous people believe they come from the Pleiades. So again, that connection in the land to a particular star system, so the Pleiades isn't a sun sign constellation, but it's in the sign of Taurus, that that would be a connection that they would specifically make in, in their landscape. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so they would go to that spot and that would be a sacred spot for them to be able to explore self and self-reflect. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. So and now when we talk about ley lines, that's exactly the same thing. I've actually written a poem once about how it would be if, uh, if Cassiopeia uh, fell down upon the earth and where the lines would fall and who would be smiling at the moment that, sh- that <laughs> fell on her and that kind of thing. So, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's that, it's that it's the same idea. The ley lines on the earth are grids that are made up of the, of the constellation. Is that correct? Do I have Absolutely. that? Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So if you can uh, – a good way of looking at this, and, I, and, and as you know, through, through the hosting, the radio show, we have these wonderful uh, guests that come on and, and give us this phenomenal insight. Mm-hmm. And one of the guests that, that gave me this wonderful insight was uh, Peter Dawkins, who's a wonderful mystic from England, very much connected to what he would call the Shakespeare Mystery School, which um, that the whole Shakespeare play and, and all that was actually a mystery school, again, of, of un, unraveling the truth of who we are. And um, Peter Dawkins talks about the three main design patterns of creator. And he talks about the, the, the circle of life, which would be the medicine wheel or the landscape zodiac. He talks about the tree of life, the Kabbalah, which is the, the, the ten sephiroth, which are all connected to the planets. And he talks about the chakra system, which we are all familiar with, I, I would expect, on this call. And those three levels of design are the way in which creator actually manifested the physical universe. And so when you place these structures onto the landscape, that's how they were originally created. And so then we can work with those original structures for us to connect with, not only locally, but on a global perspective. So if you imagine the landscape zodiac in Glastonbury in England, the landscape zodiac here in Victoria, the landscape zodiac in Rennes-le-Chateau in southern France, and the landscape zodiac in uh, New Mexico are all now, because of the conscious human connection, uh, intention connected to each other. And so they are also connected through the ley lines. And so you have this grid that runs across the globe which is being activated consciously by human beings. And so you get this, uh, uh, this vibrant energy beginning to arise that interconnects these places on the planet. And those are just the ones that we're working with, and there are many other people working with the ley line grids and the uh, landscape zodiacs around the world. Okay, so when we connect this to a, a ceremony, we're likely to get uh – some results and I really want to go into some depth about that we we just have a few minutes before the break but I want you to sort of briefly give us an overview if you will of of uh what that means what what kinds of things have you seen result from the ceremonies that occur at these places right well first of all uh I would say uh there there are again three aspects of that there's the actual land itself 
there's the connection to the heavens and there's the human involvement. So let's just briefly talk about the human piece and what we've seen. We've, we, we've been doing these ceremonies now for three complete years uh, going around our own landscape zodiac. So meeting every month for three years and not all the people come all the time. But, but basically what we've seen is not only are those people uh, doing their inner work and having realizations and recognitions of the inner blockages that they needed to overcome, the expansion to a greater level of awareness, what this journey really is all about rather than what we thought it was all about. And, and the, I would say the, the highest um, shift in people has been their level of creativity. So you just mentioned a poem that you wrote. So what we're seeing is people's creativity is really burgeoning out. So people writing poetry, people uh, doing beautiful sculptings with uh, driftwood from the beach, uh, people doing paintings, uh, people just becoming more creative uh, in, a general as- in, in a general aspect of their life in terms of storytelling, people stepping up and stepping out of where they were to where they are now. So just in terms of the human aspect uh, of ceremony, I would say that's been the biggest shift that we've experienced. Wow. And that, and that is a result of just being uh, with that energy that is, as a result of connecting earth with the heavens. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I, I just think that whole concept of being able to, to recognize the oneness of everything is, is so huge that, you know, there's so many people out there who say, how could the stars possibly have anything to do with me? They're way out there. But if everything is one, then everything is one. And the energy uh, that is of one thing is also of another. So that's a, an amazing and profound kind of uh, way of looking at that. And we're going to talk some more about that right after the break. So stay tuned for more. We'll be back with Peter Tong. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Are you a spiritual seeker? Have you always pondered the deeper questions in life? Have you looked at many spiritual paths and found some answers but are looking for more? The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, brings you each week practical spiritual teachings and tools that promote self-mastery, higher consciousness, and the opportunity to connect with the Ascended Masters. Join Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy as we explore the universe of spirituality. Live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the 7th Wave Channel. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. 
Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the American Institute of Holistic Theology, and they want you to know about their new 2014 curriculum. AIHT is now offering a greater variety of programs and more in-depth studies of the courses that you choose. You already know you can get a master's, a doctorate, or a ministerial bachelor's degree in AI- at AIHT, but now at the doctoral level, They offer not only a Ph.D. in all of the programs, but also a Doctor of Ministry degree in all of its programs as well. And in the Holistic Theology program, you can also get a Doctor of Theology degree. But that's not all. The programs themselves have changed to include uh, not only uh, an updated version of the Holistic Theology, Holistic Health, and Holistic Ministries, but also now Metaphysics and Parapsychology are being offered. And that's still not all. Now... They've added more depth to your education by offering a greater number of courses that start at the introductory level and move all the way to the advanced level. For example, in the Holistic Theology program, you can take Judaism 1, 2, and 3, with each level offering a greater depth of understanding. Or in the Parapsychology program, you can take Psychic Skills 1, 2, and 3. Those are just a few examples. You can get the whole picture by going to www.aiht.edu. Or if you'd like to talk directly to the admissions director, call Beverly Love at 800-650-4325. What's most important to AIHT's model is the exploratory nature of studies that reach to the depths of all the world's religions, traditions, and paths, and even to transcend them to find the mystical core of them all in order to facilitate your journey to your own authentic spirituality. Utilizing as your text-writing teachers, spiritual experts from all over the world, the coursework allows students to explore and find their own spiritual experience and paths, as well as to become credentialed and to bring their own unique gift to the world. So AIHT is changing the world one student at a time. If you want to know more, go to www.aiht.edu or contact Admissions Director Beverly Love at 800-650-4325. You know, Oprah says education is the key to unlocking the world, a passport to freedom. Call and get your passport today. And we're talking today to Peter Tong, and he's been telling us this amazing, uh, amazing information about landscape zodiacs and about ley lines and about the Camino, uh, the walking the Camino. And uh, now I want to talk just a little bit about this recent trip you made, uh, Peter, to New Mexico, the recent trip to the landscape zodiac in New Mexico. Yeah, I'd love to do that. So, uh, again, back to Peter Dawkins, who I mentioned in the first uh, segment. So, in that, uh, in his work um, on his website, he, he he talks a lot about the 
the ley line grids and the and landscape zodiacs and the interconnectedness. And in there, he talks about the Velez Caldera, which is this massive supervolcano in New Mexico. When it was complete a million years ago, it was it was three times higher than Mount Everest. It's hard to imagine a 90,000-foot mountain on planet Earth, uh, but it was. And then it blew a million years ago. And so there's this massive caldera or rim of this crater right in the the heart of New Mexico, just northwest of uh, Santa Fe. And he said that this Velez Caldera was the hub of the landscape zodiac of the whole of North America. And when I read that, I thought, well, I got to go. (laughs) I got to go there. This was last year. And then when all the uh, excitement and anticipation came up um, in April this year about the Grand Cross alignment, um, I knew that was the time that we needed to go. And I work with a woman whose name is Zia Cole, who is a trained in the Incan shamanic tradition. So she leads all of our ceremonies uh, in our landscape zodiac work in Victoria. So we both felt very strongly we needed to be down at the Valles Caldera for the uh, Grand Cross alignment. Uh, and Peter Dawkins in his work had talked about Norma Tarango, who is a woman who lives in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and works with the Landscape Zodiac in New Mexico. So we contacted her, and what we discovered was that rather than working with the 12 sun sign effigies in the Landscape Zodiac, they exist, but they actually work with the eight-pointed star or the so-called cross-quarter days. So if you take the, the solstices and the equinoxes uh, on, the, on the positions of the cross, then the midpoints between them are called the cross-quarter days, which correspond roughly to May Day, May the 1st, uh, August the 1st, November the 1st, and February the 1st. And they're four of the major pagan festivals from, from the, old, the old days. And so those eight points make up this eight-pointed star, which fits on the landscape around this Valles Caldera, which is this huge crater. So to go to the eight-pointed star positions, uh, the circumference around this disc, this circle or this medicine wheel, is 300 miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we were there, um, we, were, uh, we met with Norma, and we were absolutely certain that we were going to go and visit each of those eight points around this, uh, this caldera, in, in these different locations which represent those particular uh, months of the year. And one of the things I just wanted to mention, Andrea, one is, is the key elements in all this work is returning to our awareness of the rhythmic cycles of life. And this is something that in the Western world, because of our technological age and, and the way in which we live our lives, we've lost that connection not only to Mother Earth herself, but the cyclical nature, the natural rhythms of life, like we're moving in now to early summer. We're, we're, we've moved from Taurus into Gemini, and last week was the new moon in Gemini. And it's all, it's all about new projects, new burgeoning ideas. The shadow side of it is the buzzing bees of the mind, and it may well be that a number of your listeners, you may yourself have had this experience where it's hard to get to sleep because you've got this scattered thoughts in your mind that won't, that won't sit still. And that's very much the shadow of, of the Gemini energy because it's ruled by Mercury. It's all to do with the mind. And so when we know that and we experience those things, we can go, oh, I know what that is. I know I can just ground that energy in. I can bring it down into my body and I can relax and I can still my mind and I can go to sleep. And it's okay because 
this is just one of the manifestations of this time of the year in Gemini. And so you get into this rhythmic cycle, this, this sensing cycle. So we went to all eight positions around the disc, and Norma and her team in, in uh, Santa Fe have been working with this now for uh, five years. And so when they heard that we were actually um, going to go around and do this really committed journey, they said, well, we'll come and join you for the, uh, the Grand Cross. And so we had this wonderful experience of visiting all eight locations around the disc and then going into the center of the caldera to do ceremony actually on the, uh, the Grand Cross itself. Now, just before we left, um, Zia had this uh, very clear um, sense, and, and Andrea, you'll, you'll understand this because of your uh, uh, biblical work, uh, but she had this very clear sense that the four planets sitting on the edge of the caldera, if you can imagine, in the cross in the cross positions, the cardinal points in the north, south, east, and west, where we had Uranus uh, in, in Aries, Pluto in Capricorn, Mars in Libra, and Jupiter in Cancer at exact 90-degree angles to each other. And she had this vision that these four planets sitting on the Earth were the representations of the four horsemen of the apocalypse in Revelations mm. in the Bible. Hmm. And I'll, I'll just go through them very quickly because it, I think it's really, really important. So the first, the first horseman is the white horse, and it's the horse of conquest. And if you transform and transmute that energy from conquest, it becomes freedom. And so that was represented by Uranus in Aries. The second horse is the red horse, which is the horse of war. And when you transform and transmute that, it becomes peace. And that would be the Mars in Libra. The third one is the black horse, and that would be famine. And the black horse, when transmuted, the energy becomes abundance and prosperity, which is Jupiter in Cancer. And then the last horse is the pale horse, which is the horse of, of death. And the opposite of death, obviously, is rebirth. And so that is Pluto in Capricorn. And what was really interesting was uh, one of my listeners, Stafford Lindsay, believed that the seven Uranus-Pluto squares that were happening in this three-year period actually represented the seven chakras and the seven seals opening in John Revelation. Mm -hmm. So this four horsemen, and it's obviously in the year of the horse, sitting on the edge of this caldera from the heavens, were holding this container for us on that occasion. And this was the fifth of the Uranus-Pluto squares, and there is no horse in the fifth uh, seal it's the martyrs under the table, under the altar, waiting for the judgment day. Mm -hmm. And John, John uh, in the Bible, representing this, this judgment day. So for me, the opposite of the martyrs is personal sovereignty. Because the martyrs died for a, a, an outside cause. And now what this is all about is us taking on our personal sovereignty. And I believe the judgment day isn't what happens after you die. It's the recognition, realization that we are on this journey of conscious uh, evolution, of conscious awareness. And it's the day that you realize that is actually your judgment day. Mm -hmm. So, so we, was, we were in the center of the caldera setting up a crystal uh, eight-pointed star. Uh, to hold the energy, the container, because the four directions were pulling people apart. 
Uranus in Aries is about personal freedom. Jupiter in Cancer is about the family, the tribe. Um, Mars in Libra was about personal one-on-one relationships. And Pluto in Capricorn is about your career, your work. And what people were feeling on that during that week was either being pulled apart by those four sets of responsibilities we carry or being compressed and pushed out of the center. And that was the whole point of the Grand Cross. It was to get us to pay attention to what we're really here to do, our judgment day. It's our, what's my real purpose for being here? And if we're not following that purpose, it was going to make life pretty uncomfortable for us until we did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And, and, that I mean, I want to really want to make sure that our listening audience can really visualize this. The Grand Cross in the sky is for it, it's like a box in the sky. So each one of the four corners represented by one of those planets: Uranus and Aries, Pluto and Capricorn, Mars and Libra, and Jupiter and Cancer. Uh, Capricorn and Cancer are opposite each other, and Venus and Libra are opposite each other. So there's a lot of tension there in that uh, configuration between the oppositions and, and then the others are square each other so that makes some more tension and that of course pushes us to a new place and what you're saying is that there um, at the uh, Grand Cross alignment in New Mexico you were able to sort of utilize all of that energy to create the opposite effect rather like for example from famine to abundance from you know uh, uh, death to rebirth those kinds of things exactly and, and holding the the balance at the center so, so because because people had a, a somewhat negative uh, fearful view of this but actually it was the most wonderful event that could take place because those planets were sort of holding space for us to realize why we're really here on the planet they were here to help us and so, and so to have that energy uh, there, you know, intentionally knowing that and our role was simply to hold the space in the center, to, to hold a balance of the four energies for people to work with and utilize. Wow, that's amazing. So tell me about the impact. What did you see? What did you feel? <laughs> well, it's also really interesting and, and, and it's something I want to talk about uh, shortly because – and I had this discussion with Lydia talking about the El Camino as well and, and she made this really important comment. I said to her, you know, what was the, what was the ultimate uh, knowing on the, on the Camino journey? And she said, well, what I realized was that when you finish the journey is when the journey begins – Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think when we do sacred ceremony, we go to a particular powerful vortex spot in the landscape and we set up our container and we make our connection to the heavens. Um, our ego wants something magnificent to happen in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so what we did have was some really interesting, what I would call energy clouds show up. Seven clouds. It was a cloudless sky. Seven clouds moved in and they were very unusual looking clouds. They had a very distinct shape and they moved in and they sort of, it was almost as if they were watching over us during this, this process. And otherwise, we just feel, uh, as, as we always do when we do ceremony, this very deep and profound sacred connection to Mother Earth and, and, and this sort of uh, benevolent sense that we have from her that there's such a deep gratitude coming from us to her for all that she provides for us. And we get this reciprocal energy coming back to us that's, that's like a, a blessing, uh, just a beautiful, safe, secure, and peaceful place. So and just the connection with the – there were four women that came from uh, Santa Fe – and it was just this beautiful connection with them that we just felt you know, they were sisters. 
and we were all together in this in this in this journey. Um, so, uh, but I just want to add add one more thing before I, I I mention what the actual outcome of the ceremony was, uh, and that is that the the bigger picture of this is is the uh, the, the Sephiroth over the whole of North America because Santa Fe is what's called the Venus Gate. It's the Sephiroth on the one of the pillars of Hercules. Mount Shasta, which obviously is a very well-known sacred site in North America, is the Jupiter Gate. And where I live up in Vancouver Island, Victoria, is the Neptune Gate. So what we were doing really was, was opening up the energy, the fire energy of the western pillar that runs all the way up the Rocky Mountains to Alaska. So what we now know is connecting these landscape zodiac pieces with uh, Victoria, Mount Shasta, and Santa Fe through the Valles Caldera, we're, we're, it's almost like sending pulses of light through the North American landscape, through these uh, these powerful power points along the way. So, Beautiful. so, so the the ultimate gift um, didn't came after after I came back from New Mexico. The very next radio show that I did, so I got back on the weekend, and the next radio show was on the following Wednesday, which was April the thirtieth. And I had this absolutely wonderful genius man called Richard Rudd come on the show and he came to talk about his work which is called the gene keys and since that moment of that show and i started looking into the gene keys i've realized that they are in fact the key <laughs> to our full awakening as humanity absolutely absolutely uh, they are yeah We've talked a little bit about that before. Let's do that some more right after the break. So we're going to be back in just a few minutes with some more from Peter Tong. Don't, don't go away. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Much can be learned from the new children who embody a higher vibration and consciousness. However, the world we live in has not always been understanding of the gifts, differences, and awarenesses that they contribute. Listen for Journey with the New Children, Teens, and Adults, presented by Saturn Three Light Flyers. Each week, hosts Michael and Janice Bordway, along with their son and frequent guest host Tristan Bordway, share the discoveries of parenting and being one of the new children. It's an amazing journey. Join us Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. 
Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free. 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Okay, we're back, and hey, I don't want you to miss this come Sunday's upcoming Super Soul Sunday. The conscious CEO is going to be there. Whole Foods co-founder John McKee talks to Oprah about the idea of Whole Foods, spiritual intelligence, conscious capitalism, and what makes a great entrepreneur. Listen to this clip. I love this. This you, you, you write about a quality you describe as spiritual intelligence. Yes. Yes, define that. You said that having high IQ isn't enough. How can you tell if someone has high spiritual intelligence? Spiritual intelligence has to do, first of all, with people uh, having that sense of higher purpose that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, spiritual intelligence is recognizing purpose. And some people have the natural ability to see meaning and purpose. Mm-hmm. Spiritual intelligence also correlates very closely with one's sense of truth and beauty and goodness. These are things that our souls metabolize to be healthy. We need beauty, we need truth, and we need goodness. High spiritual intelligence has those qualities, recognizes them and values them, and recognizes it in the world. Wow. And finally, I think a good indicator of spiritual intelligence is a strong sense of ethics. What is right? People... People with high spiritual intelligence know when something's wrong. Yeah. And they know when something's right. And they're pretty clear about it. How would you score on the spiritual intelligence scale? I score well enough to know I have a long way to go still. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How would you score on the spiritual intelligence scale? So you might want to listen up some more to to our uh, guest today, Peter Tong, because that's this thing about purpose of life is exactly what you're talking about now, isn't it? It really is, yeah. And and so I was just saying at, at the end of the last segment that I had this gift given to me, this guest Richard Rudd on the radio show. And, uh, and and as soon as the show was over, I started looking into the gene keys, as they're called, and I realized that this was a profound, huge, huge piece of work that, in, in fact, if we all – if all of humanity did the 33-step golden path through the gene keys – we would transform this world in a very, very short time and we would be living heaven on earth. It, it's, that, it's that profound and, and powerful. So I'll just give you a little bit of, a little bit of an introduction f- for it. So there are three aspects to the actual uh, program. There is your own personal profile based upon the time and date of your birth, which you can get free from the, the website. There's a book called The Gene Keys, which is 544 pages. And in that uh, are the 64 hexagrams, which relate to the I Ching and to the 64 codons of DNA 
that exist within our physical structure. And that's a really important point that I'll come back to. And then the third aspect is the, is the golden path, which is a 33-step process for us to go through to get a deep and profound understanding of our life's purpose, our reason for being here, and how we can actually resolve uh, the deepest emotional core wounds that we carry. So there are three levels within the uh, the golden path. There's the, what's called the activation sequence, which is our life's purpose, our life's work, and the conscious and unconscious energies that are involved in leading us on this, this journey. There's the Venus sequence, which is all about our emotional body and our relationships with other people and the core wounds that we carry. And then there is the pearl sequence, and the pearl sequence is our is our outer life's work and, and how that leads us into prosperity and abundance in our lives by following this this uh, this journey. And I started doing the journey and very quickly realized it was profound, and I'm now more than two-thirds through it. And what's what's wonderful about it, Andrea, it actually tells you very specifically the, the, the aspects of you that you need to work on. So let's say in meditation you decide you want to go into your shadow side and spend some time uh, trying to eke out those aspects of you that are deeply hidden from you in the unconscious. Well, this book actually tells you what they are. And when, and when you read them, it somehow lightens it all up because it helps you to see why you are where you are in the world today and what has happened previously and what it's leading you to. And, and it's a very, very, very powerful tool. So within each gene key, there are three levels. There's the shadow, the gift, and the city. The shadow is the shadow aspect of you that is running an unconscious program that's preventing you from being happy in your life or being at ease in your life. And when you understand and transmute that, it leads you into the gift. And the gift is the way in which we live our lives in this higher frequency of vibration. And then the city is like the divine essence, the highest um, essence of that aspect of the 64 gene keys. But they work on these three levels of the emotions and the physical, beginning at the mental level where we get an understanding of it. Then we drop into the emotional body and we get a feel for it. And then the deepest level is, is the most significant one, and that is the physical one, where our DNA actually begins to change. And while I've been doing this work, I've actually felt the, my internal structure modifying itself, changing itself, as the DNA sort of unravels from its like tightly wound wound that exists within it, within its structure and just gently and quietly opening and unraveling to release those, uh, those wounds and setting us free to be who we really are. Beautiful, yes, and and you told me about that, and I, I, when we did our show together a while back, and I, I started working on it too, and have really gained a lot of understanding. The beautiful part about uh, this is not only that it brings us back to body, which I, I really believe is the solution, not the problem. I think we, you know, we have uh, cast all kinds of aspersions on the body as the problem, but actually, I think what we're doing here is creating the body in its fullest essence, and we haven't finished doing that yet. So, uh, you know, it brings us back to the body and to the DNA and releases the stuff there that's that, uh, that, that keeps us from being who we are fully as divine body. But also, uh, it sounds like, I mean, I know that it does also 
turn shadow material into a gift so that it's not just you know you're you're not just looking at your shadow you're you're um you're it's he he has a really cool way of being able to help you sort of put shadow into perspective so that you are now able to use the shadow material and and i'll give you a a really good example of that in a moment andrea but i just want to tell you about the actual miracle because you asked me you know when you're in those ceremonies what what actually takes place. So here is the miracle. So uh, Richard Rudd's on the radio show, and he's on the radio show because he's about to do a North American tour. Uh, he lives in England, the southwest of England. So after the Wednesday show, on the following Monday, I'm waxing lyrical about Richard Rudd and how wonderful the program is and we should all get involved in it on the Monday night in meditation. The following Monday, he was here in Victoria at the meditation, and no one could fathom this <laughs> and what and what happened was he came to Vancouver in British Columbia to do his first workshop. His second workshop was Portland. His third workshop was in San Rafael, California. And on, after the, the so it was the Wednesday after the the show he did with me. He did the workshop in Vancouver. Went to get his flight on Thursday into Portland, and the border control guards wouldn't let him into the states. Mm. He obviously hadn't got some paperwork that he should have had, and so they turned him back. So he had to go back to his hotel, do the Portland um, workshop remotely from Vancouver, and then he cancelled his San Rafael um, workshop. And so he, he emailed me and said, I've had some drama. Uh, can I come over? And so he came and spent two days. Actually, he's a Virgo, so he actually spent some time in the trees in Virgo in the landscape here in Victoria for him to recover from his traumatic experience. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> so, that, so, so there, there is the, the magic, the miracle. Absolutely, that synchronicity. Once we get in touch with our deepest self, the self sense just puts us in the right place at the right time, and things begin to uh, synchronistically evolve to a higher plane. It's just amazing when that happens. So these gene keys, relative, you know, I think about the zodiac and in terms of the twelve houses and the twelve. Uh, 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 the planets that are revolving through the houses and the and the uh, seven chakras in the human body, which I really think are, there's twelve chakras in the human body, and and then the um, you know uh, the the sort of coalescence of the the, the sixty four I Ching and the sixty four um, DNA codons. That's just when you put all of that together. You think about that in oneness, what a powerful alliance that is. Well, let me just tell you about one of the gene keys, which is actually uh, my life's work. Um, So I already know quite a lot about it. And what you've just said is about the oneness is critical. So the shadow side of this particular one is called interference. And basically what Richard is saying is that within our genetic code, there's a flaw. And that flaw leads to interference patterns that we all set up in our lives, in our relationships. It's rather like having a virus in the computer. Things don't flow naturally and easily. So in many of our relationships with other people, we have these interference patterns that are running, and it's there blocking us from having uh, this beautiful flowing interconnectedness back to the oneness. And so when you realize that, you start looking at the relationships you have with people and you consciously and deliberately look to shift those vibrational frequencies from the shadow to the gift, and the gift is teamwork. And I've just had a beautiful shift with my own sister. We've never had a great relationship, 
and now I understand this inter- interference pattern was there. She resented me from the moment I was born. She was two and a half years older. And in this last two years, we've, we've had this complete transformation. And now we are working as a team. And so the gift is to clear these interference patterns. But the beauty of it is because of the 64 gene keys and because of the multidimensional nature of this, when I clear those interference patterns in my relationships, it starts sending waves of energy and pulses of light down all of the arms of all the people that I'm connected with so that they get these little triggers of light to help them overcome their interference patterns. And that's why, Andrea, these radio shows that we're doing are so significant because every one of our listeners is now, whether they like it or not, is connected energetically to us. And so these pulses of light are going. And the city, the highest essence of this particular gene key is what's called synarchy. And synarchy is the opposite of anarchy. It's basically when everything is flowing, the light is flowing down all these channels. And you can very quickly see how the whole of humanity, if we cleared the interference patterns and shifted through teamwork into synarchy, it would be game over. And as you said in your book, we would be inhabiting heaven on earth right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, we don't really think that we can't even imagine that that is possible for us to do that. We're so we're so lost in the idea that things aren't really connected. And so one of the things that I think is so beautiful about what you've said today is that you've shown us how earth is connected to the heavens and how uh, our minds are connected to our DNA and how uh, how um, our our soul changes connect us to other people. And so it's just uh, that whole thing just brings us back to how powerfully aligned we are in ways that we don't even recognize. And, and the realization that Mother Earth and the galaxy and the new universe are going through this shift as well as us. We're all going through this together. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so when we uncover shadow material inside of ourselves, we're also evolving the Earth to a greater level. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it's profound. It truly it's, is it's, profound. It's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. We're so gifted to be aware, consciously aware of this as this shift is happening. It's, it's the most amazing gift we could be given uh, in any way. And obviously, we've been placed here for a reason, all of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every unique being has its own unique energy to bring to the planet and without that unique being being on that planet at that place in that time the the things would shift dramatically and so Absolutely. each person has such an amazing purpose uh just on an energetic level that we don't even recognize that uh is so powerful and it, and you don't have to communicate with anybody about that you can just send out your own energetic wave of vibration and it gets picked up by the universe so every you're absolutely right everyone has that unique vibration that is required as this all shifts yeah absolutely i remember talking to someone a while back who had was a, a quadriplegic and was not able to uh uh, you know, move around or anything, and uh, was saying, "Well, what good is my what? What good can I do?" And I said, "Energetically, you have a gift to give," and the, just that one statement was enough to have him be able to transform to uh, being willing to to see his own soul. So these things are pretty powerful stuff. Thank you, Peter, for being on the show today. I really do appreciate it. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you, and thank you for the great work that you're doing. 
Oh, and for you too, very much so. <laughs> and next week we're going to be talking to Jen Royster about parenting highly intuitive children. So you want to be here for that because uh, we are raising a whole generation of highly intuitive children right now. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.